Good morning. Good morning to all you beautiful, wonderful people that I love so much. I was going to say that Brother Skip told me that he's, he's, um, he's 87, and he said, I don't have the energy that I used to have. He said, I can still preach, but sometimes I have to sit these legs down in a chair because they start to hurt me. He said, but all the churches save their baby dedications till I come. And he said, sometimes there's 20 babies to dedicate. <laughs> if you can just imagine walking in knowing you have to dedicate 20 babies in one service. One week ago, the Lord gave me the topic for today's message. And I mentioned it last week in remembrance of me, and we are going to remember him today. We're going to take communion, and we've all heard this passage of scripture many times. We're going to read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, just a few scriptures, and I'm only going to talk to you for a few minutes, and I'm going to tell you a story that happened this week that just is so demonstrative of the power and the love of God to his people. You could probably repeat this passage of scripture from memory, but we're going to read it today. And Jesus said, when you do this, remember me. So we want to read this today. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. For I, Paul, received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Broken is not in the new American Standard Bible that I just got, but it is included in the King James Version, and I included it here because I like it. I think it belongs there, so I included it. In the same way, he took the cup also, after supper, saying, this cup, is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father, I ask that you will illuminate our hearts today to understand the power associated with your blood and your body and how it heals us today in Jesus' name. I couldn't have asked for a better segue into this particular message than the stirring and the moving of the Holy Spirit that we saw a while ago. Paul was instructing the Corinthians here in the same way that Jesus himself had taught 
Paul about how to administer and take the bread and the wine, which of course we call communion. In prior verses, Paul had established how they should not take the communion elements unworthily because it would bring judgment upon them. He covered such conditions of the heart as envy and strife, gluttony and drunkenness, irreverence towards God, and disrespect of the poor and the needy. And most definitely, he warned them not to take this sacred bread and wine in unbelief, thereby not ascribing to it its full respect and honor. And as they would soon discover, the very power it held for them. Paul called it not discerning the Lord's body. And he stressed that this sacred time should be reserved only for those who've recognized their sin state and have asked for forgiveness of sin. Paul tells how the responsibility lies with every one of us individually to ensure that our heart is right before God before we partake in this time of remembrance. Jesus used two familiar elements, symbols that were associated with the Passover, and he assigned to them new, fresh meaning as a way to remember him. He could have used anything but he chose the bread and the wine, knowing that his body would be pierced and blood and water would flow forth and his body would be broken. And because Jesus' body and blood was shed on Calvary, not only was it shed for physical healing, but for spiritual healing as well. When Jesus took the bread and the cup and he distributed it among the disciples, he sealed that covenant of blood with them. They became partakers of this covenant, this testament. It was done. It wasn't negotiable. There was no longer a question of whether or not it was going to happen. It was destined to be. And that's why Jesus put this in the future tense. As often as you do this from now on, in the future, remember me. Because it symbolized his very near death, the perfect once for all mankind sacrifice that Jesus would be making only a few short hours from then. And not only was this Jesus' last physical meal before he was to be betrayed, but it was also the Passover meal for which up until now required the spilling of blood from animals to temporarily cover sin. But it was also the fulfillment of the Old Testament observance 
of the feast of the Passover, commemorating that time when God delivered the Jews from the plague of physical death and brought them out of slavery in Egypt. For no longer was there a need to look back to this victory because now they had blessed hope looking forward. If you will get ready to pass out the elements, maybe Doug and Don could do that, please. Since they're my kids, I can say, can you do this? For not only did Jesus' body and blood have redemptive power, but praise God, it had resurrection power in it. And that's why Paul could say, as often as you do this from now on, you are decreeing, you are proclaiming the Lord's death until the day he comes back. And there will be no need to remember when he comes back, for the bridegroom will be with the bride forever. Hebrews 9, 13 through 16 is a passage I've quoted several times, and I love it so much. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth for the purifying of the flesh, how much more, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, his own eternal spirit, who offered himself without blemish to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason, Hebrews says, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that since a death has taken place for the redemption of the transgressions that were committed under the first covenant, those who have been called, those who have made their calling and election sure in Christ, might receive that promise of eternal inheritance. For where a covenant is, or a last will and testament, as we might call it, there must be of necessity the death of the one who made it. Jesus left us this way to remember his last will and testament to us, which could only have been provided after his death. When one dies on this earth, in order to claim any benefits, life benefits, pension, any such thing as that, you have to show proof of death. You have to have a certified death document that proves when and where the person died. This is going to be hard to tell. It's about our lifelong friend, Carol Smith, 
who is my friend and namesake, Leanne, whom you've, some of you have met before. It's her mother. And what happened to her this last week? She has suffered from Alzheimer's for years, and it's been apparent recently that she's nearing the end of her struggle. Early this week, Leanne contacted me, and she said, Mom's hospitalized, and she's completely comatose. She knows nothing, and she's responsive in every way. And they've put her on hospice, and the doctors at the hospital have given her no hope. I felt really bad because of hospital policy. I couldn't go visit her. Leanne only could go certain, certain times. So I told Leanne... I'm going to tell you what to do and what to say. As though I were there, this is what I would do. And I asked her, do you want me to call you and walk you through this? Or do you want me to type it to you on the phone? And she said, you have to type it because there's no reception here. I can't get a phone call in the hospital. So I told her to get very close. First of all, she sent me a picture. She had tubes everywhere, and she was completely unaware of anything. I said, Leanne, get very close to your mom's ear and take her hand in your hand and say these words to her in her ear. Mom, do you love Jesus? And then watch for any kind of sign or response at all. And Leanne said, Debbie, she's completely out of it. She knows nothing. I said, I know that, and I don't care. Just hold her hand and ask her this question. Leanne said, but hospice is going to be coming in any minute. I said, it doesn't matter. Just do it anyway. So several minutes went by, and Leanne didn't respond back to me for, for quite a few minutes. And I thought, well, either she's mad at me or she's not going to do it. And just about then, she wrote back and she said, Mom is trying to talk to me. And she's squeezing my hand. I said, Leanne, did you ask her the question? And she said, yes, I did. Exclamation, exclamation. And now I have my answer. Leanne said, I just can't believe it because she doesn't have a clue what's going on around her, where she is or anything. And I said, Yes, I know, but the mercy and the love of our God is unfathomable. And God is a spirit, and he communicated with her spirit in that way, even though she's in the condition that she's in. Leanne said, she's trying to talk to me still, but she can't because all this stuff is in her her uh, mouth and her nose and tubes everywhere, but she's still squeezing my hand. 
I said, well, Leanne, I'm not done. Now ask her if she's asked Jesus for forgiveness for her sins. And Leanne said, now she's turned her head towards me like she's carrying on a conversation with me. I said, that's wonderful. Now sing Amazing Grace to her. She said, what? And I said, sing it. <laughs> She'll recognize it. But just before she could do that, the roommate's therapist came in and asked Leanne to leave the room so that they could work on her mother's roommate. Leanne said, but it's okay because I've got my answer. She believes in Jesus and she loves him. That would be enough if that was all there was to the story, but it isn't. After the therapist left her room, Leanne went back in and she wrote these words to me. Debbie, my mom is fully awake. She's fully functioning. She's aware of what's going in, going on. And after I stayed with her for a little while, I said, Mom, I have to go now. I have some things I have to do. And she said these words to me. Well, where in the world are you going? <laughs> and if you knew Carol, that sounds exactly like something she would say. I can tell you I am so proud of Leanne. This was hard for her to do, especially under these circumstances. I said, Leanne, this may be the single most important thing you've ever done in your whole life, and that you will carry this knowledge with you the rest of your life. I told her some other things to say when she came back the next day. And she told me that the doctor said, we're going to remove all these tubes because she's ripping them out as fast as we can put them in. So they took them all away, but they told her they don't expect her to have more than a couple of days left. I said, Leanne, there's still a few things you need to say to her. You need to tell her that she was a good mom to you and to Karen and their brother, Leslie, who's in heaven. And that you don't want her to suffer anymore. Tell her it's okay that if she needs to go to heaven now, to go ahead and go. And that you're going to miss her terribly, but it's okay because she'll be with Jesus. Tell her she's going to see the Lord and your dad and her brother and all those who love the Lord. She's going to see my mom and dad. And I'm standing here to tell you today that the doctors told her she is stable. There is nothing we need to do for her in the hospital. We're moving her to an appropriate care facility tomorrow. And that was at midnight this morning. Leanne and I are going to visit her tomorrow. I told you this story to illustrate our God's love.
His ways are so far beyond ours that salvation can come to anyone at any time in any multitude of ways, even when we've been told there's no hope for them. All that's needed is an open heart and the Holy Spirit to lead them to God. I am so thankful that God is a spirit and he communicates with us by our spirit, through our spirit. When our body and our minds are completely gone, God made a way for him to get to his beloved. Think about it. Oh, what a wonderful thing. We read in Hebrews 9.14, we just read it, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit of Christ offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. In verse 27, I'm going to end with this. And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment, so Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation, but without reference to sin, to those who eagerly await him. What a promise. Will you stand with me, please? I just want to say, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off. No matter what condition you're in, you're probably not in as bad a condition as our friend, and God still got through to her. Father, we're so honored and we're so privileged to remember the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, today and all that it's provided for us, both here in this current world and in the eternal inheritance in the world to come. Lord, I ask that if there is one who doesn't know you, God, especially of our loved ones, just look around our homes, Lord, and we could name names and pick them out. But Lord, you have a special way to get to their spirit. Oh God, I ask, call on their spirit today and call them to you. We ask it today, Lord, in faith believing Lord Jesus, you came to break bondages. And we ask, oh God, that you unseat principalities who have no right to be seated upon their heart. Lord, we cancel it out by the blood that you shed and ask you to permeate their spirit with your presence and your power and call them to you in Jesus' name precious name. And Father, I ask that you go with this blessed congregation today. Oh God, with the Psalm 91, 
shelter of your arms, O God, under the shelter of your wings, with great, great love that you have for each of us, Lord, and guide us and guard us. In Jesus' name we ask, amen and amen.